your constituents are tired, they're fed up, and they're ready for change. And if you're not going to listen to them, that's on you because we can organize and we can organize you out of office. So that's been pretty amazing feeling to be like, yeah, we going to do that. <laughs> the machinery of production and distribution for all the people. The collective ownership and control of industry and its democratic management in the interest of all the people. This is Report Back, the podcast of the San Francisco chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Our chapter is made up of over a thousand members, and our 11 issue-based and internal facing committees are the heart of our organizing happens. This is the Praxis-Centered podcast, where we talk about the tactics and strategies of winning socialism with the organizers who plan and implement them. I'm Jason, a member of DSA San Francisco. Today, I'm talking with Kayla about organizing to defund, disarm, and disband the San Francisco Police Department. Kayla, would you please introduce yourself? Hey, um, my name is Kayla Williams. I am a United Flight Attendant, a um, a union organizer for the Delta AFA campaign, and the co-chair of DSASS um, Afro-Socialists and Socialists of Color Caucus. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, so happy to have you. Um, yeah, so we'd like to start off by asking you how you got involved uh, socialist organizing. Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, so, like, since a really young age, my mom and dad, like, have always really encouraged me to stay active and organizing. Um, my dad, uh, he's, like, born and raised from L.A., and even though I grew up in Louisiana, like, he was in L.A., and, like, he kind of, like, when he was growing up, he was a bit more radical, which is really cool to think about it now because now he's kind of, you know, gotten a little bit tempered out a little bit. But he always inspired that in me and always inspired me to have like really good, like, you know, political debates at home. Um, always asked me my opinion and always like, you know, challenged me to like dig deeper and to really like grow my political understanding and like my political beliefs. Um, and so I've always like since a really young age, like have had interest in organizing. Um, but it really wasn't until, I mean, like so many of our comrades, um, it wasn't until Bernie's campaign that I was like really like dug deep into like actual socialist organizing. Um, and that was when like, I really kind of had my eyes opened up. Um, at that point I moved to the Bay area. Um, I got involved with, um, helping out Bernie's first campaign and volunteering, meeting a lot of amazing folks, um, and really kind of getting like my, my sea legs in, uh, socialist organizing. Uh, and then from there I got, I got a chance to do a lot more electoral work working for, um, Jane Kim's, uh, state Senate race, her mayoral race, um, Allison Collins for school board, um, most recently campaign manage, uh, man, campaign manage, uh, Chase Boudin for district attorney, um, and, you know, between then I did some, like, interning with a bunch of amazing, like, labor unions and just kind of really, really digging deeper into um, the things that are really most important to me and, and how, how important it is to, to have solidarity um, in the working class uh, struggle and solidarity through electoral um, uh, organizing. And so, you know, now I'm working for my union, Association of Flight Attendants. 
and doing this defund SFPD Now campaign. Yeah, that campaign is is super exciting, and uh, it's been really impressive to me. Um, you know, I wasn't involved behind the scenes, but as an outside observer, it seems like a you know you spun it up like all of a sudden, like this campaign was everywhere, doing so many things, and I was like, I didn't even know this was a thing, and now we're like they're calling people and like putting up flyers and. and all these other awesome campaigns, but getting ahead of myself. So yeah, tell me about Defund SFPD now. How did that get started? Well, like, how does yeah. it work? Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, you're so right, dude. Like this, this campaign came out of nowhere because it totally, it, it kind of like started off like as an idea and then immediately <laughs> became a full campaign. Um, I give full props to Alina Kay. Um, she came to me with this idea. She's in DSA Justice, and she's like, hey, I have this idea, but I think it's really important that we center um, Black voices in this. I have a kind of a rough outline of ways that we can, you know, strategize to defund SFPD like, in this upcoming budget. Um, would Afrosoch want to be a part of this? And so then we sat down and we looked at the campaign structure. We started to really, you know, strategically plan things out put together a timeline, think of, you know, where are the pressure points, um, like where are the pressure points that we can um, push on and who are the folks that we need to, you know, power map uh, to get them to realize that, yeah, the, the police suck. Um, and so, um, and through that, you know, we've done a lot of great uh, tactics to actually get the campaign up and running. Um, we've been doing public comment. Um, um, every supervisor is getting their voicemail inbox, like, filled up constantly with like just more and more volunteers coming in saying defund SFPD, defund SFPD, um, reinvest in our communities. Uh, and we've have, um, a really like a wide range of different volunteers. So they have, we have like, um, graphic designers who've made some really cool flyers. Um, our policy working group has done this, this amazing, um, research. And so together we have these like really different, unique, um, flyers uh, that we've been you know, blanketing across the entire city. Um, and in the, uh, now we're kind of moving into like the meeting side of this organizing. Um, so we've been presenting different supervisors with data. Thank you, Supervisor Dean Preston, woo woo, for using some of our data in our meetings and uh, in, um, in the Board of Supervisors meeting. Uh, and we're meeting up with nonprofits, uh, labor organize labor unions, different organizations, and asking them, you know, how would you want to see that money reinvested? Because we're just providing the structure and the, the structure to organize around and, you know, giving folks that kind of platform. But the biggest thing is like, you know, we can't say how people want to reinvest. It really depends on, you know, the working class folks who are on the front lines and having to interact with the police. Um, we want to ask them those, like, we will take away their money and how do you want to spend it? Um, how do you want this in, um, invested into your communities? Um, oh, and the, the last tactic is also just like, just using like a shit ton of social media, like using Instagram and Twitter. And I think we have like a TikTok account that's starting. I don't know. That's for the Zoomers. I'm a little bit too old for TikTok, I think. But <laughs> but we are using it. And it's been a really great way to bring in like more volunteers, um, more awareness around this campaign. And it's, yeah, it's been really cool to see it take off. Yeah, the, the flyers in particular are super impressive to me. I, I've done a few shifts putting them up around the city and, you know, they give you this bag full of, I think they give you like 45 flyers. And I swear, there's mm -hmm. got to be at least 30 unique different flyers in that bag, all with like 
different statistics about the SFPD and, um, you know, budget of SFPD compared to like other cities, other departments in the city. Uh, and the really cool thing is there are these flyers that are to like give you different scenarios. Like imagine you see someone uh, talking to themselves on the bus. Imagine your friends are drunk and having a fight. Imagine, I don't know, you like there's a, someone suspicious walking around your neighborhood and they're giving an alternate scenario of like, instead of having, you know, cops come in, like for the, with the example of like, oh, your friends are drunk and fighting, you want them to stop fighting, but you don't get them in trouble. Like a, you know, crisis intervention de-escalation specialist comes in and, and gets exactly. them to settle down and just all or all these like much much better outcomes than some you know overpaid thug with a gun coming in yeah um, yeah and i think i really hope that it like helps people conceptualize you know what alternatives to policing are out there and exist because i think it's it's you know a lot of people can look at the police and understand you know see all the abuse and see all the like misconduct but there's not a lot of exposure in american society about like what like what what do you do because like there isn't really other stuff for us to to there aren't really other resources like in our society right now and that's like that is like that's like exactly to the heart of it because what we're really trying to um remind folks as they look at these flyers is like reimagining what public safety looks like and it's actually, it's, it's funny that, that I'm like, you know, use it. It's kind of funny that it's like recycled because it's, this is the exact same kind of like platform vision that we had for Chase Boudin's campaign for district attorney is like, what if you reimagine what public safety looked like? Because currently when you say public safety, it usually just means, oh, more police, more foot, you know, um, more like foot patrol, like more people on the beat, more officers on the beat. And it's like, actually you know, it could look something like more like United Players. Like they are, they do amazing work. Um, they work with like all the folks at United Players are from like the, the different neighborhoods where they're at. They're like great at de-escalation. They work with the kids and you know, their tagline is it takes the hood to save the hood. And it's like in that same way is like, it takes our communities to protect our communities. And it it's not gonna, like protection is not gonna come from like like I said like a, a thug with a gun you know what I mean like it's mm -hmm. it's crazy and and also to your point we were saying like um huge budget like yo do you know how much money the police officers are getting paid like I I need to actually double check the number but I believe it was 30 million last year was or sorry 3 million last year was was paid out for overtime and that's just overtime because they get time and a half like crazy amounts of money coming in um and like what's insane to me is that there's um you guys should check this out on our website um we're trying to uh, eliminate the unit um 10b because basically that unit is an entire unit of like um of administrative staff who are there to help facilitate um you know like rent a cops basically how private corporations can rent out police officers for mm -hmm. their like corporate yeah, right. So they could be like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and like they rinse them out. And like, what's fucked up is that like, there's no data about use of force whenever they're quote unquote off duty, they're paid time and a half. And like, there's if there's if there's a problem that happens, like if like, they like very likely, you know, do something that's 
fucked up while they are on that private, like being ranged out by a private corporation. You know who gets on the hook for that lawsuit? Us as taxpayers, dude. Like the city has to pay out a fucking like lawsuit if, if for like what a cop does off duty, and it's wild. And that there's this entire um, unit ten B, basically like the the admin the admin staff there are like city workers who are there to facilitate this like uh, rent out rent a cop like uh, admin work, which is like that's insane. Like if they're gonna rent a which number one they shouldn't but why also are we paying for admin to just like do that it's crazy like the the entire budget it's so fucked like and i'm so happy that we can like we've we've got a chance to really dig deep into the budget and like put it in a really public way of like hey here's how we can change this um we really have got to you know we gotta we gotta make some changes now um but yeah that's been insane to me i'm like what is happening how did this happen (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that Chicago has like a hundred million dollars earmarked just for lawsuits. So like, yeah, this is we just know we're gonna get our asses chewed <laughs> off because of our cops and like this is how much money we're just gonna put aside because we know we're gonna have to pay it out to people. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's insane. It's kind of like it's the idea of like if you were like let's say that you were I don't know like I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's like. I don't know, like, you make sandwiches, and, like, you know that you're going to put in, like, you already know, like, all right, well, I've been giving people, like, you know, raw chicken on my sandwiches, so I I better uh, put aside some money for my lawsuits coming aside. Like, no, just don't put raw chicken in the sandwiches. Like, just don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, why are we allowing this to happen? And, like, this oversight, it's just, it's really crazy. And, and that's, I think, the reason why it's so important to reinvest, like, to reinvest and also to, like, look into what public safety actually means um because so often it just is like oh public safety that means like that means what's safe for me as a person of privilege is probably going to be incredibly unsafe for someone who is black or brown and like that yeah that is like that discrepancy has got to got to stop yeah two other uh really good uh points that the flyers hammer home are are like how little time the cops spend actually uh, responding to violent crimes as like a percentage of their day. Um, like, I think 200, like you said, like 200,000 calls a year are mm-hmm. just of SFPD calling SFPD and be like, can we just go over here and just <laughs> hang out in case like something happens? And then the other one that's like, even when they are, you know, quote unquote, solving crime, they're not really solving crime. Like, yeah. of larceny theft, 9% of motor vehicle theft, 14% of burglaries. That's how much they solve of those crimes. So they're not even, like, really solving anything. They just exist. And, I mean, and especially when you think about through the lens of, like, those, like, because I think another one was, like, looking at, um, like, sexual assault or assault survivors. When you look at, like, how rarely they actually, like, follow up with these, like, these these survivors who, like, who were coming to, like, do the, I mean, there, there was already the whole scandal with, like, having that big backlog of, um, um, is it, like, the sex kit or, or the, the, the rape kits? Kit? Rape kits, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I couldn't think of the word. Uh, yeah, no, the rape kits, they literally, there was a huge backlog of rape kits, and it's insane that, like, we just are, like, oh, yeah, that was messed up. Do you want more money? <laughs> like, no, like, I, there are so many other agencies and different, like, 
if we re if there was like a chance to take the money away from you know folks with guns who are trained in just killing instead putting it towards people who like have like training but like trauma training and like training for like folks emotionally and making sure they actually like real investigators to find out like what actually happened to the like in these crimes like I feel like it's it I feel like it gets labeled as radical sometimes, but when you really take a look at it and like actually like take a step back, it's actually it's just it feels like it's really actually common sense. Yeah, it's just unbelievable that like they they are just ineffective and abusive, and every year they get more and more and more and more money. Like it doesn't happen anywhere else more in the money. world unless like maybe unless you're like a tech ceo there's no other equivalent where like you fuck up massively and you get a raise like it just doesn't right? happen. doesn't make sense yeah exactly okay yeah. so we have all these yeah. flyers that are excellent they're uh educating people we're not just ex- educating people you're also we've already also got a ton of shit done even like the past month so do you want to go over some of our accomplishments um, yeah, so amazing things that we have done already. Uh, so back in June, Nancy Tung um, was uh, was uh, set up to be appointed to um, the police commission. And what's pretty egregious is the fact that she said outright that she would not have prosecuted the police officers that killed Mario Woods. Um, that's terrible. Um, and that's just one of many things that kind of like really um, makes her not the best person to be on the police commission. Um, so we organized public comment, um, and then she was <laughs> rejected. <laughs> All the board of supervisors um, realized that, you know, oh, no, there's a lot of people saying this is no good, and a lot of folks that are pushing back on it, and, like, their constituents are saying no. And so they decided to uh, totally, like, uh, cancel her uh, appointment to the police commission, which is pretty amazing. And I think, you know, that was our first time seeing the real power of public comment and the power of that, ha- that happens whenever you get folks from, you know, all walks of life, all parts of the city, um, you know, coming together and saying, you know, do your job better. <laughs> um, and so we've been taking that, you know, that model of public comment um, and pushing it forward. On July 8th, we it was the uh, Budget and Appropriations Committee meeting. Um, and from there, we had a 12-hour meeting, um, just like full of public comment, full of folks just coming in and saying, you know, defund the police now. We like, we need it, we want it, defund the police um, and using our amazing talking points. And it was not just, not just defund SFPD now, but it was, you know, a, a wide range of organizations all coming in to help um, for this. And so till our meeting was rad. Um, and then the next day we did it again um, because I'm not sure if all the listeners know this, but um, in our city charter, it says um, there has to be a minimum staffing of 1,971 police officers, which is um, bullshit. Um, so we realized that, you know, only way to get that out is a charter amendment. And we're thankful to Supervisor Yi uh, for bringing that charter amendment forward. Um, and not only do we get um, the charter amendment to change um and like uh, take away the minimum staffing. But also um, there was a line that said maximizing police presence in the community, which was really problematic. And we originally, we pushed back, you know, to say we wanted to get rid of, we want a charter amendment and that to be stricken from the city charter. And we kind of, there was some pushback from the 
from the supervisor saying like, oh, we know we can't, we can't really do that. Not really sure if we can do it, but enough folks have said it and we kept hammering it with so many public comments that they actually did it. They like, so on our ballots in November, that will be up, up, uh, on the ballot to say, do you want to change the city charter? Like we are organizing that we did in probably like two or three weeks is changing the city charter of San Francisco. It's like pretty fucking rad. Um, so yeah, we've, we've got a lot of wins, but you know, we're still, we're still fighting and there's a lot, a lot more left to be done. Yeah. The public comment has been super, super impressive to me because, you know, these meetings will start at like, you know, 12 noon and I'll, I'll call in, I'll try to make comment and then I'll have like a work meeting. I'll have to hang up. And after the meeting, I call back in and public comment is still going. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like go buy groceries and make dinner and eat dinner. And I've done with that. And public <laughs> comment is still going. And then like, it's like one in the morning and I'm going to go to sleep and the public comment is still going when I'm going go to sleep. It's really incredible. I made it go to like past 3 a.m., uh, at one of the police commission meetings. So that's like, we're really, really churning out. And I think, um, you know, ma- making these police commissioners and supervisors like be tied to their phone for like 12 hours, I, I it's definitely making a difference, I hope. <laughs> I think so. And I, I, yeah, it is, it's pretty astounding. And I know that, I mean, I just want to just also address the fact that I have heard from some different, uh, different organizers, different folks saying like, oh, well, it's just, you know, DSA and uh, organizing only like, you know, white folks to come up and say it. And it's not people who are in system impacted is like, I just want to like be on the record saying um, Afro especially for the July 8th and July 9th um, um, public comments that we organized, we were work with, working with No Justice, No Peace, United Playas, um, uh, Do No Harm Coalition, uh, TGIJP, like a lot of amazing organizations that are actually very diverse. <laughs> like, you can't, I mean, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I feel like sometimes it's easy to say, oh, it's the others, it's the outside agitators that are coming in. Like, no, this is, these are your constituents. Like, they're fed up. Your constituents are tired, they're fed up, and they're ready for change. And if you're not going to listen to them, that's on you because we can organize and we can organize you out of office. So that's been pretty amazing feeling to be like, yeah, we going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So what is next for Afro Socialist Caucus and the defund SFPD now campaign? Uh, well, yeah, we are organizing and getting ready for the next round of public comment. Um, and we are, um, actively looking for more volunteers and more folks to get involved um, because we we need to do um, more meetings with supervisors, more meetings with organizations and um, start planning out the next steps once uh, the budget gets into the hands of the supervisors on July 31st. Um, you know, and Afrosocia is like still really new, um, but it's just really exciting to see this like resurgence of like the black left um, in, in the Bay Area in particular, since there's such a rich history of it. And so, um, we're really looking for like a cool like coalition of other like black organizations um, and POC organizations to come and join us. So yeah, that's been a huge push we're excited for. Yeah, so there's a bunch more things people call into uh, on July 
uh, 22nd, there's the Budget and Appropriations Committee public comment. Uh, as you said, the 31st is when the mayor releases her budget to the Board of Supervisors. I don't think anything has changed that I've heard of. Last I saw that the quote-unquote cut she's proposing in the board to the police budget is still increase over this year's budget. It's just a cut to the increase, which is absolutely wild that she thinks she can get away with that. Um, yeah, and then all of August, there's going to be lots of public comment on the budget. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to get plugged in. Um, if you go onto our website, uh, defundsfpdnow.com, um, you'll be able to get a full list of uh, ways to get involved. Also, like, feel free to follow us on Twitter. Um, it's at, at defundsfpdnow. Um, uh, we do lots of graphics and lots of posting and you know, a direct ways to get involved. Um, also, definitely while you're on Twitter, check out at AfrosocialistSF. Um, that's the uh, Twitter for AfroSoch um, and DSASF, and we would love, 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 love to have as many followers as possible, sharing out ways to get more involved and um, ways to join in our public comment. Great. Uh, anything else you want to plug before I let you go? Yeah, um, I am not sure when this podcast is going to go out, but I'm hoping um, that it is before uh, July 20th. July 20th is the nationwide uh, strike for black lives. Um, there, So we are organizing alongside labor and a bunch of different organizations in San Francisco and the East Bay. Um, there'll be different um, events to get plugged into. Um, but if you want more details, uh, just go to j20strikeforblacklives.org. And again, that's J, the number 20, strikeforblacklives.org. Um, there's going to be some pretty cool actions. I can't say what they are quite yet, um, but I can tell you it's going to be pretty freaking rad. So I'd love to have everyone out and uh, come plug in. I can't wait. All right. Thank you so much, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Democratic Socialists of America is the largest socialist organization in the United States. We have over 120 chapters all across the country. We're an activist organization, not a political party. To become a member, go to dsausa.org. To find out what our local chapter is up to, visit dsasf.org. Our intro music is by Young Chomsky.